This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get ready. I think now what the Spanoses have to do is take a monster swing at this position. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Can we get an ankle bracelet on Jim Harbaugh when he's out here with the Wolverines for the Rose Bowl? Like to see where his whereabouts are? Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. 49ers tight end, George Kittle. Coming up, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We had a great chat in hour one with Chris Long of Greenlight Podcast. We also had a great chat with George Kittle, he of the San Francisco 49ers. Last hour, if you missed any of it, we re-air at the top of this hour on the Roku channel, channel 210. Roku channel is free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TV, also on Amazon Fire TV, on the Roku app and the RokuChannel.com. It's free on every single one of those devices and platforms or portals as we like to say mm. um as soon as we're done today overreaction monday the latest podcast edition of that chris brockman and i will record it look for that later on whether wherever you get your podcasts including hopefully all three hours of this show it's another way to consume this program um and then Susie schuster and amy trask have the latest edition of what the football on tuesday some news uh surrounding uh, the uh, rich eyes and podcast world to tell you about later on uh, if not tomorrow, then this week. It's a little tease for you. Um, and uh, and then there's you, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. So let's talk about a subject matter that a lot of people love when I talk about, certainly in the state of Pittsburgh or the city of Pittsburgh and the state of Pennsylvania. Um, Pittsburgh fans, they love it when I talk about Tom, who I saw over the weekend, called the game. And then when things started going south for the Steelers in the game, my Twitter feed filled up again. <laughs> I bet. Now you see it, Rich, with your own two eyes? Yeah, yeah. Now you see it? <laughs> That's probably the tamest. So let me just say this as an apology to Steelers fans. Let me just apologize for saying the words, you're out of your friggin' minds if you don't want Mike Tomlin as your head coach anymore. It's probably a very um, strong way of putting it. And – I understand that you would take it personally that I think you're crazy. Okay. So to answer your question, now do I see what you're referring to? Yeah, I, I see it. I had my own two eyes calling the game. And I saw a team that is not responding to this guy. And it's a mystery to me. Now, you might sit here and say, well, it, why should it be a mystery to you? Steelers fans might say this. Why is it a mystery to you? Take a look. They, they haven't. Won a playoff game in seven years. And um, they, they're sick and tired of hearing how he never has a losing record when it's about winning championships, division, conference, and the whole enchilada. I understand it. You know who also understands it? The guy that's on the screen. His name's Mike Tomlin. He understands that. He's got to be sitting there thinking to himself, why, why are they not responding? And in the meeting that I had with Tomlin and uh, a handful of the Steelers prior to the game. We met with T.J. Watt and uh, Najee Harris and Mitchell Trubisky, who has since apparently lost his starting job. We'll get to that in a second. Met with those guys. And T.J. Watt, I asked him how Tomlin's been this week, expecting the answer of the same as he always is. And I got that answer. You know who loves playing for Mike Tomlin is T.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy that when he plays, you win a lot. And when he doesn't play, the number that we had on the screen that we're going to throw up there, but we didn't get to that stat during the game, 1 in 10 the Steelers are without him. And the guy who he wants to play for is Mike Tomlin. And the reason why is because he described it, that Mike Tomlin is always the same, no matter high or low. And that he is somebody that is showing the way to win by treating the guys like they're grown-ass men and not coddling them, not babying them, and letting them decide and figure stuff out on their own. Is he coaching them up? Absolutely. He is basically going into these meetings and being a dynamic leader and trying to inspire to the point where T.J. Watt said it was wild. He used that phrase. It's wild to him 
that some of the players, upon hearing that, don't respond in a way on a field or on a practice field. He used that word. He's wild and that some of them don't want to practice is what he said. Or want to practice in the way that everybody's supposed to practice. And he said that this past week, everyone did do that. And then you saw the result. Now you could sit there and say, then Tomlin's got to change his way. T.J. Watt also said that the younger generation doesn't take takes criticism personally. And how that, he didn't call it a problem. I just inferred it was. And then you see guys on the field like George Pickens turning down some contact on a running play. Deontay Johnson, who, by the way, had a terrific game on Saturday night, did the same in a, a win over Cincinnati that led to Kenny Pickett getting hurt and all the problems on offense come home to roost again with a backup quarterback in Trubisky. You didn't have any time to prepare properly for the Patriots, but had a full week plus to prepare for the Colts. And except for one offensive series, it was brutal. Over 200 yards total, just barely over it. And then in terms of, you know, Tomlin making maneuvers in the game, I even called one out. You know, it's an 11-point game, three minutes to go in the third quarter. Here we go, hashtag. And out comes Chris Boswell for a 56-yard attempt. He goes back, out comes a punter, and they punted it away. And Tomlin, I guess, was saying, I'm going to lean on the side of the defense to make a play and get us back on the field. We, we need two more possessions. There's enough time on the clock for two more possessions. And he was rewarded with that decision by a defense that gave up a nine-minute drive that started with 14 straight run plays. And it wasn't with Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss. It was with Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson. And that is a very concerning moment for a Steeler fan, is the defense started to crumble because the offense kept putting them out there. And the defense that T.J. Watt said before this game knew, they knew they had to keep things going on their side of the ball for this team to get back to Kenny Pickett, who may be back in time this week, but instead it's now Mason Rudolph, which is the latest also head-scratcher as well. And the Colts had this happen in their favor in Germany. When Bill Belichick benches Mac Jones for a late game, mind-blowing, back-breaking interception and tells Bailey Zappi, you get out there now and you try and win the game. And he wound up fake spiking it and throwing one more pick. (laughs) And the Colts take the win there. And that's when, according to Tom Curran, the Crafts start making decisions about ending their relationship with Belichick or laying the groundwork for it. And so now here is Mike Tomlin, who one week before gave a flat-out no answer. Did you think of putting him in the game against the Patriots and pulling Trubisky, him being Mason Rudolph? No. Now he's putting Mason Rudolph in a game and handing him a mop, as I said in the broadcast. And the Colts took that to the bank and won a football game. And now that's a latest example for those in Pittsburgh to say, what, what are you thinking? I mean, if he was good enough to hand a mop, why not let him start? When everybody could see that Trubisky is not the guy. So to answer your question in Pittsburgh, yes, I understand. It makes me think, what does Tomlin think? Because if these guys aren't responding and he's still himself, What's he thinking? Because I'll tell you what, Andy Reid went somewhere else, and look at him now, right? Exactly. Belichick might be going somewhere else. I mean, the Patriots are technically the somewhere else for him. Yeah, exactly. He right? did go somewhere and else. So, and yeah. so maybe it is time for Tomlin to try somewhere else. And Steelers fans, if you're looking for that, maybe this is the time you're going to get it. I don't know what the Roonies are thinking. As you know, they rarely make moves like this. And I don't know if Tomlin should want out, too. Like, these kids are not like, how, how is George Pickens not 
blocking on on offense, like a run play. Like, what's going on? Not the first time he's had effort issues. And I understand, again, Steeler fans, that this offense should be better. I mean, Pickens is really talented. You know who else is? Harris, Warren, Fryermuth. Deontay. Deontay. I mean, you should be having more than 200 yards of offense, and that may be the guys who are on Tomlin's staff to dial it up. So if I'm Tomlin and, say, the Washington commanders say, why don't you come down here, we'll hook you up with the enemy, and let's go. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Unless he wants to stay in Pittsburgh. I don't know. And he also didn't strike me as a guy that was looking for the next. He was looking for the win this week to the point where we asked him, is possible that Pickett can come back? He said something along the lines of that there were rumblings about it, but he's just too focused on this game. And he says, don't worry. I will be asking the questions about him five minutes after the game's over. Mm -hmm. And it's possible Pickett does play this week, but according to Tomlin, it's Mason Rudolph's gig Saturday against the Bengals. It's our intention as we sit here today to give Mason Rudolph an opportunity to start. Um, he's a veteran guy. He's a, he's a backup, but he's also a veteran guy. Uh, he's been in our program a long time. He's here for those reasons. We got a great deal of comfort with him. Why are we making the change? Man, we don't like the, what we're looking at and the consistency of it. What I mean is we're not scoring enough points. The engineering of victory is not going to be fluid if you're not doing those things. And, and obviously, by nature, the position, um, the guy that has the ball, the quarterback position, man, that's a, that's a catalyst for change and an opportunity. And so we want to give him some snaps from a, from a preparation standpoint, some in-helmet perspective, not dumping um, the outcome of the game at Mitch's feet. I'm not saying that, but I am saying uh, the guy at that position uh, is at the controls and does have – a big say in how some things unfold. Well, I mean, Mitch threw a fourth down reception to Deontay Johnson to keep the, the game alive, and then the next snap airmails George Pickens to end it because he, as Kurt pointed out, rushed the throw, didn't have his feet set. Yep. So I, I, I don't know if this is the end or this should be the end. I'm, I'm only talking about the end because I'll be honest – most every Steeler fan that's on my Twitter feed right now is demanding it. <laughs> <laughs> They're very loud. But this guy still can coach, and T.J. Watt wants to be coached by him. That's for sure. The question is, is why aren't some of the other guys responding in the same way T.J. Watt is? Maybe they should look to that because T.J. Watt is a guy who's uh, on the path to the Hall of Fame. Right. One other thing in this game to talk about. So when DeMonte Casey lit up Michael Pittman Jr., I could see that play coming from a mile away. And when the ball was in the air, I can't say what's in my head because I'm calling the action, and what was in my head involved a curse word. Like, oh, oh bleep. S. Yeah. The ball was in the air, and you could see KZ moving towards Pittman and Pittman moving closer to KZ to catch it. And DeMonte KZ hit him hard, lit him up. Flags came from, it was like a triangulated flag toss. One from the sideline up the field, one from the sideline down the field, and one from the middle of the field towards the collision. Three flags came in and formed a triangle on the spot. And we thought Pittman was in serious, dire condition. Like that there was going to be an ambulance on the field and we were going to have a serious moment. And we took a break, a commercial break, and Pittman got up. <laughs> we were like, oh gosh. And not only got up, needed no help getting off the field. And then, of course, he was done for the day. And then we showed the replay coming back. And, of course, everybody is, I am also saw after the game, oh, it's NFL Network, they're not going to show it. We did. And you could see KZ makes the hit, lowers his helmet, but doesn't make contact using his helmet, makes contact using his shoulder, and hits Pittman right in the in the grill yeah. and his head 
It is snapped nasty. back. It is nasty. To look uh, the at fact it, yeah. that he got up is a miracle, and thank God for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that this is something that he can somehow come back from and play for the Colts in the final three games of this season, if not this coming week, because he was killing it. Yeah, He's been terrific this year, Pittman Jr. But DeMonte Casey just got suspended for the rest of the season by the NFL and not the rest of the season. Whoa. If the Steelers somehow make the postseason, he's not in that either. Without pay. Wow. And the rule says, as the NFL VP of Football Ops, John Runyon, former player, said that the rule states, just again, it's a foul if a player forcibly hits the defenseless player's head or neck area with the helmet, face, mask, forearm, or shoulder, even if the initial contact is lower than the player's neck, and regardless of whether the def- defensive player also uses his arms to tackle the defenseless player by encircling or grasping him. The letter to KZ from Runyon said that you had an unobstructed path to your opponent and the illegal contact could have been avoided. Your actions were flagrant and as a result you were disqualified from the game. I don't know if New York said throw him out based on what they were seeing immediately, because there wasn't like an other review. Like they threw him out really pretty much on the spot. So here's what I have to say. By rule, that's an illegal hit. Folks might say, well, you didn't launch, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. You just heard the rule where he hit him, and it doesn't matter he didn't use his helmet. He could use your shoulder. I just have an issue with how you say he could avoid it. Because he was going for the hit, and he's a safety, which is his job is to separate the ball from the player while making a legal hit. I don't know how, you know, he could have avoided it. Where, uh, you know, seeing, oh gosh, he's going to catch it. I'll just let him hit it by touching him down because he's going to, you know, he's going to get down to the ground. I, I honestly don't understand it. And that's what defenses, these defensive players are saying in the, in the league these days is just like, Okay, so I can't hit him high and I can't hit him low. And now I can't hit him somewhere in the chest area using my shoulder because he's in a defenseless posture. And I need to figure all this stuff out while it's my job to separate the ball from the player. Also, you have a quarter second to, to make this determination. Correct. So, again, but, I, but you have to also understand, you know, trying to make the game safer and what the league's attempting to do on that front. And on that instance... Now, you can't legislate it, and you can't penalize it. And I know he kind of feels – he knows it too right now, today. And I, 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 I'm, I'm loath to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway because I always shoot you straight. That's a hospital ball from Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ask any all-22 person, quarterback or receiver, you look at the play – if Gardner doesn't – and Gardner leads him up the field because he's trying to get the ball over a defender that's in between him and Pittman. But if he leads him to the sideline, Pittman dives for the ball and slides out of bounds safely. It's led up the field, and that's exactly where Casey's coming. And this is what Brady's talking about when he's talking about state of play in the NFL these days. Our favorite kid, kid, maybe of the last few weeks, Josh Dobbs, threw a hospital ball to Justin Jefferson. There are some plays you can't make as a quarterback because you're going to get your receiver hurt based on the defense you see in front of you. It's that simple. And part of that may come from, again, Gardner's played a ton of football in his life. Some of that may come from, I don't know what it is, but part of this is on the offense too. Some of these receivers run into coverage they shouldn't be running into. They should be stopping. They should be hitching up. They should be doing all sorts of stuff they're not doing. Just wanted to say that. I saw that coming a mile away. Rich, you... You probably don't know this, but Tom Brady weighed in on SportsCenter's Instagram post, and he commented. On this play? On this play. And what did he say? He said, nobody likes seeing players get hurt. 
but hard hits happen. QBs should not be throwing the ball in areas Dude. where they are exposing their own teammates to these type of hits. Coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places. And defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put the blame on the defensive player all the time is just flat out wrong. Need better QB play. It's not okay, QBs, to get your wide receivers hit because of your bad decisions. And that's Tom Brady commenting on this. Play. I had no idea he said that. But I, I immediately thought, and Kurt and I were talking about it on the on the flight home. That had, you know, the, again, the game kept going and the cadence kept going, and thank goodness he got up. Kurt wanted to say something on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what Brady's referring to. Yep. But KZ's the one who's out, and he's going to appeal, I imagine. Man. Like I said... I just, it was like a slow motion moment in the booth calling that. It is such a scary hit. I mean, very very thankful that Pittman got up out of that. The sound was, as soon as you heard the sound, you knew it was bad. But again, just to restate one more thing. Tomlin is one of the best leaders of men and coaches out there. It's not being responded to properly right now by the players. Right now, the Steelers' season does appear to be on the brink, and the brink appears to be going in the wrong direction, and Tomlin may have a losing record for the first time. And the question is, how does that sit with him and what he's seeing in his own locker room? How does it sit with his ownership, his team's ownership? You know? And, and, and what happens in the next three weeks? I'm wondering if that does bode for a, a, a sit-down and a serious conversation with both parties. Because I'm telling you, Carolina that had eight people watching, you know how you get people back out there? You know who's coming to town? Mike Tomlin's coming to town. Washington, D.C., wanting to reset everything from the front office to the coaching staff, to maybe their team name, to their whole way of addressing their town and their fan base. You know who's coming to town? Mike Tomlin. And is that something that Tomlin would want more than sticking around and trying to figure it out there in Pittsburgh? And then who would Pittsburgh replace him with? Because in the same way, I think uh, Pat said you'd have to replace Belichick with a whole army. It's similar in Pittsburgh. And I know there's a ton of Steeler fans saying, go for it, because... Who who is his coaching tree? That's what I'm hearing. Mm. Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Some real talk here, man. Wow. No doubt. Real talk here on a Monday. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. So you just said something in my ear that's uh, depressing. Chris? Yeah, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, saying full ACL tear for Keaton Mitchell. Oh, my God. Natural just, grass didn't seem to be anybody see, that hit him. You see when it happened, yeah, it just kind of uh, oh. his knee kind of locked on him. And, then and he, he was right running. Down. He, no one around him. It was like a 15-yard run. Yeah, and you could just see. Yeah. Like, He's averaging 10 yards a carry. Hyperextended. so fast. Well, hopefully – he will return and be just as fast next year, but that's next year. And what a weapon he is was turning into for yeah. the Ravens. He Big was there starting running back. He was getting the line share of, of carries. <laughs> this frigging game, man. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick um, is going to be out this week too. So yeah. both safeties, Minka and Casey. And here comes Jake Browning who has been um, dynamite. Lighten it up. So, I mean, it's, 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 I don't want to get too deep into this whole thing here. The whole thing being, you know, watching the backups perform well. And one particular team's gotten eliminated because they couldn't find a backup quarterback in time that could operate their system. Referring to the Jets. Flacco was right there, man. He was on the couch. You think he was, wasn't he? He was right there. Just wakes up throwing bombs. Unreal, isn't he? <laughs> he had almost 400 yards yesterday. yesterday. he was good. Did he save your fantasy team? Sadly not. Are you out? Well, I got Bijan yesterday. <sighs> Minus points. And he was your he was your first pick, too. Could have took, took McCaffrey instead. Oh, no! How'd that work oh. out? How'd that work out? That uh, actually, what? What? I, that actually hurt me. Like literally, I feel oh. pain. Yep. I mean, I'm down for you to do awful at fantasy, but not like this. Wow, sorry, not, not like yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Rich Eisen Show Radio <laughs> Network back on the air. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. All right, um, let's go to Derek in Missouri. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Derek? Hey, Rex, how you doing this morning? What's Good going on? What up? So, like you and me, um, the playoff picture right now is coming into full swing on both sides in the AFC and the NFC. The AFC, with Baltimore, Miami, and Kansas City, the way they're playing is stout, and they go back and forth each week. But, like you said, Buffalo, look out. They are on a full swing with Josh Allen right now, and with Joe Brady doing what he's doing on that team right now is miraculous. And on the NFC side, San Francisco, they control their own dynasty right now, their own destiny, yeah. because they're so complete and at full strength. And when this team is healthy, I mean, not only are they the most complete team in the NFC, but in the NFC and Dallas yesterday, a giant setback. It really shows what they are on the road, and they just they did not they cannot ill afford to lose this game. And the next two weeks are going to be treacherous with Miami and Detroit. Well, here's the deal, Derek. Um, the Baltimore Ravens fan base is uh, going to have company on Monday night. Thanks for the call. The company belongs to anyone who roots for Philadelphia, Dallas, or uh, Detroit. That's their. It's kind of like, you know what they need to do? Ravens fans are kind of like the um, the rebel force. And the Cowboy fans and the Eagles fans and the Lions fans are seeing that the Niners visit. They visit Washington next. And while the Eagles have a tough one tonight against Seattle and Dallas plays Miami and the Lions play Dallas, right? Dallas plays the Lions as well. They're looking at the Ravens and they're they're taking a message. They're taping a message and putting it in the droid. 
<laughs> and sending it to Baltimore and saying, you're our only hope. Now the Rams are sitting there too. That week 18 game, the Rams may need to make the playoffs. And they go up to Santa Clara. And if you're the Niners, maybe you've already secured the one seed. Do you, do you play these guys just to spit your last breath at the Rams who knocked you out of the NFC Championship a couple of years ago? You know, mm. do, you, do you spit your last breath and say, we're going we're gonna to play our players. We're going to play them and we're going to knock you out and we're going to get our momentum into our bye week and run the risk of somebody getting nicked up. Do you do that? What a fascinating next three weeks it is. But the Ravens going into San Francisco and trying to beat them and everyone else can, like certainly in Philadelphia, they get a win tonight. And then they got Tommy DeVito, and they take his cutlets and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> and then they hope for the Niners to lose that night, and then all of a sudden the Eagles get the one seed controlling of their own destiny. Trust me, as somebody who um, has McCaffrey and Kittle in fantasy, and I keep looking at that Week 17 matchup if I am so fortunate to make the final game of my fantasy playoffs. Oh, what a scrumptious matchup of Washington hosting the 49ers. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mm. That is good eats for anybody who's got a 49er in fantasy because you know they're going to be all playing in Week 17. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And then in the AFC side of things, um, let's talk about um, Kansas City. Shall we? Mm -hmm. For a brief bit here? Sure, sure. So it all boils down to this. Do you think the Chiefs' inability to send a wide receiver into formation, not named Rasheed Rice, and trust that receiver and have that receiver take the football and cradle it like it's the most important thing and not put it on the ground or not have it roll around their hands and pop up in the air down their back into the hands of the opposition? Do you think that the Chiefs' issue on that front is going to prevent them from winning a Super Bowl. That's it. This is what it boils down to. Because you're not worried about the quarterback. You're not worried about the defense. You're not worried about the coach. You're not worried about the kicker. Not worried about that. Missed one yesterday. Uh, Harrison Butker is still better than most. True. Not worried about it. You're not worried about the run game. Isaiah Pacheco is apparently coming back. McKinnon's now in for the... Third down magic. He even flipped one to Rasheed Rice. Okay. I don't know why. So, <laughs> I don't know. They're getting back into their sort of, uh, of inside five-yard line bag of trick shenanigans. I had them both sitting on my bench. They didn't have to do that I to win it. the game. I don't know. But <laughs> maybe it's the sort of spark that you're needing in the same way that you're throwing the ball to Kadarius Tony up three scores Excuse to get him going. That's the question. Yes. And the answer, I'm telling you, is going to be this. He is going to be out there over and over and over again. They are not benching him. It ain't happening. I'm hearing it. And I'm if, seeing it on topic bars, on bottom lines, in split screens. Your, you have only yourself to blame. Good enough. Let's see if in the middle of January, late January, early February, or middle of February, we're going to be talking about it. He drops a pass in the AFC Correct. Championship game. Let's, if this was what's more likely, like, come on. I hear you what's more likely. Like, what's more likely? That Tony will turn it around, get rid of these problems, right. and prove to be a, 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 game. a timely weapon in a do-or-die game, or he's going to cost it. Right now, you're going to choose the, it's going to cost it. Because that's been the track record. Although, there was a moment in the Super Bowl where they did flip it to him. He caught it. He scored. So, let's just all... Put a pin in this one because we don't have the answer to it. Mm -mm. And the only answer you're going to get from the Chiefs is we love him and we'll see if he does it again. We're now going to see Mahomes being upset on the sideline like it's uh, a side judge calling his team for an offensive uh, offsides. Because now you're seeing the frustration openly frustrated after – he hits Tony directly in the hands, and it winds up behind his receiver because he didn't catch it. 
and it got popped up in the air and rolled down his back, and now the Patriots have it. He's picked off in New England when he doesn't deserve to be. And I know we keep showing shots of Taylor Swift. By the way, her work in blue is dynamite. I love it. Potty mouth. Dude, I love it. She is a, she's from she's from Pennsylvania, man. She's a, isn't she from Philly, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's what happens when you're going to mess with karma. Ah. on the Chiefs. So because you're from Pennsylvania, you curse a lot? Is that exactly, what, yeah. What I mean? You know what I mean? So I've yet to curse I'm wondering mic. if we're yeah. going to see Brittany Mahomes pull a full-on Giselle. Can't throw it oh. and oh. can't catch it at the same time because that's out. what we're talking about. <laughs> it's the same thing, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> My husband can't throw it catch and it. catch it. <laughs> Walker did cost us a Super Bowl. Okay. Well, oh, if, oh. If, if he was Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, he could throw it and catch it. Karma was not a boy on the Patriots <laughs> that day. Hit him right in the hands. But here you go. Andy Reid had this to say about Tony, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, Tony? I'm telling you, Tony, I'm telling you this is the answer you're going to get. Obvious is that, um, you know, he's got he's to make sure he catches the ball and does that. He's got He's got a tremendous amount of talent, so. Um, he's a good kid, uh, you know, good attitude, good kid. So, uh, but you, you know, you got to make, make those plays. He knows it uh, as well as anybody. So, I'll leave it. Just leave it at that. You know, that's exactly what you're gonna. I'm telling you, this is the answer you're gonna get. Anybody who's like, they gotta bench him. They cannot put him out there. He's a total, complete liability. Mahomes is not gonna throw to him, or shouldn't throw to him. He's ruining everything. All of that is valid. It's not going to lead to anything but more Tony opportunities because that's the only way he's gonna turn it around and get some sort of momentum going because they need him. Who's the next man up? And every Giant fan's like, hey. We gave him to you for nothing for a reason after we used a first-round draft choice on him. I get it. The writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall. It's all on him. It's kind of crazy because it's not all on him. It's a team game. But will his inability to be trustworthy to grab the ball and catch it and not turn it over to the other team or stay on sides when you're making the play you need to make to take the lead in a game that you need to win. Certainly if the Bills wind up hosting a championship game against the Chiefs because they have the tiebreak over Kansas City, and you could sit here and say it's because Tony didn't line up on sides. Everybody's wondering, will and, and if they lose that game, if they lose that game, you know who they're going to blame? Even if Tony has 15 catches in the game? Tony, because the game wasn't in Arrowhead. Yeah, he's cost him two wins. I get it. Uh, <laughs> That's the question about the Chiefs yeah. season that lingers to this day and maybe will all the way up. Even if he catches every pass between now and whatever do-or-die game that the Chiefs play, he does it once in that game. Told you so. And But the Chiefs are not going to sit him because of it. Stubborn. That's why. I hear you. <laughs> I get it. But Stubborn has put a couple trophies in the case since he's come to Kansas City, hasn't he? I'm telling you, this is the way it's going to go. Doesn't need to. All right, we're going to take a break, and I see a particular phone call I'm going to take. Speaking of good kids. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Back with more in a moment. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the program. Um, okay, let's take a quick call. Party in New Orleans. Party? Yeah. Party. Party. Is that really your name, or you just want everybody to say the words party in New Orleans? Party. Oh, it's, oh, it's been a nickname for a long time, but we can stick with that. Okay. You guys <laughs> What's up, party? What's up, brother? Mike. I'm wearing shorts too. Love it. See, party. Uh, That's why I don't know what New Orleans. Party's not a Is that what you've been waiting two hours to say? Party? I mean, what is happening? I love New Orleans. That's a party shot. Let's meet at the famous door. A party favor. What's up, party? Well, guys, it's overreaction Monday, so I got something for you, but I'm going to need some earmuffs for my boy TJ over there. Sitting at home making a duck gumbo yesterday while my things cooked up the cutlets. I figured it was time for me to call in after listening for almost a decade. Um, Ooh, when we're healthy, my Saints, when Derek Carr isn't yelling at his teammates like a high school volleyball player, <laughs> and when we utilize the best number seven in the history of the NFC South, the Storm and Mormon, oh boy, we can make some waves, and we can ruin some seasons. Since it's overreaction Monday, I'm here to say that the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose on the road in the playoffs to the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. I know it's a dome, it's not grass, it's not outside. But that is the only team that the New Orleans Saints hate more than the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucks, the Panthers, we have our troubles. Yes, But it is Atlanta number one because I hate weekend. The Dallas Cowboys number two. And if we could do that, that is almost like a Super Bowl for us. Ladies and gentlemen, party in New Orleans. Rackham. Thank you for the call, party. Call back. Don't yes. wait any longer anymore. Wait, wait, wait. That's party in New Orleans. Did he shorts. say that Taysom Hill is better than Michael Vick in the history of the NFC South? Is that what he basically I, just said? I don't know, but I, I didn't know that there was this beef because Cowboys fans, we don't think about the Saints at all. Uh, so uh, I don't yes. know why there's beef. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, oh, man. Game time tickets. Get the app on your phone, everybody. Put it on your phone just in time for the holiday seasons. If you're traveling somewhere, if you want even to stay at home, if you're staying at home, you want to go to a game, you want to go to a concert, you want to go see a show, check it out. Certainly, if you're taking your family on the road, you want to take your family somewhere, you want to see a concert, a show, a sporting event, get the app, go on there. It takes seconds just two taps to buy tickets all in prices show your total up front you could see the view from your seat it is awesome and you see it before you buy total up front before you buy view from your seat before you buy game time has got it all figured out guesswork removed from buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account use the code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase restrictions apply visit gametime.co for terms again create an account and redeem the code rich for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Okay, I see he's on the guest line right now. Uh-oh. I see him. He's my boy! <laughs> my youngest son, Cooper Evan Eisen, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. He's off, he's on Christmas break, and he's calling into the show. What's up, Coop? Coop. Coop. Hi, Dad. What's up, buddy? What's on your mind? Um, I want to talk about the fantasy team. What, Bijan Mustard? Yes, that's what I named it. Okay. Well, it went rotten on Sunday. Well, he also he also has Derrick Henry, so let's all oh, just pour oh one gosh. out. Sorry, Coop. What's up, Coop? What do you got? So I want to I want to talk about what happened in the start. So I in this league, I got tenth out of ten picks. So I took Bijan first because mm-hmm. all, everyone was gone. But then but then my second round pick was the one that like I that my dad chose that I really regret. So <laughs> what, what what it was so. I could either take Garrett Wilson or C.D. Lamb, and my dad, being a Jets fan, says, oh. Aaron Rodgers, Jet, Garrett Wilson, take them. And, I, and I'm like, are you sure, C.D. Lamb? And he's like, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson. All right, wow. so cool. Wow. Cool. Cool. Hold on a second. Wow. Back off. Back off. Everybody, wow. everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Person, Please. No, Excuse, me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. Coop, are you saying yes. you're yes. taking your first day of winter break to call into the show and blame everything on your father. Is that what you're doing right yeah. now? Cool. No. Well, well, oh, that was my fault that I took Joe Burrow. 
Well, uh, we were talking at the time on the clock. We were wondering about about his calf, and that turned out to be nothing. But, 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 I mean, I did say no. I didn't say you you have to take Garrett Wilson. I didn't. But when you you technically did, you're like Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. They're gonna have the best. Right, you led the witness. Definitely. You know what? Next year, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'll I'll be there. I'm always there to support you. (laughs) But I'll just you know you're better off without me. That's for sure. That's what it seems like. Not in life, just in fantasy. Of course. <laughs> uh, being 11, I have 1% chance of winning because the only way I can win is if DeAndre's ever like 10 million fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> and that would that be would help me too, actually. Is well, it really? Yeah, You're all in the same boat? <laughs> Playing against DeAndre. So. We just got to get Bijan touches, man. That was it's yeah. crazy. There's a reason why Fire Arthur Smith is trending. Point four fantasy points. Point four. Mm. Negative in my league for me. Coop. Oh man, Coop, I'll, I'll give you a hug when I see you later. And I love Coop, you. Coop, Coop, you. I have 85. This guy's predicted 132. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coop, you and I are playing uh, fantasy basketball against one another this oh. week. So. Oh, and by yeah, the way. So- Get the iPad time. And Cooper, I, I want you know, I found the table for you to get extra iPad time from your mom, just so you know. <laughs> She agreed to 15 extra yeah. minutes. But it's, but it's, it's also winter break. Per He's going to have the iPad. You've already had your iPad time today, have you not, Coop? No. Oh. Whoa. He's saving it. Saving it. Well, speak to the person whose cell phone you're on, okay? Okay. All right. So uh, it's Coop versus you this yeah, week man. in fantasy. I, okay. You know, I never, I never want the son to pay yep. for the sins of the father, but I got to take this GM of Tatum Tots. I'm playing Rich this yeah. week. I, I I was like I was like wanted to change the name because Gary Trent was crazy, but then I came up with this crazy name because I have Josh Gideon. My team is that maybe the minor leaguers, but that's kind of crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> that's a true story, and I'm like, we can't do that. And inappropriate. Take care, Coop. Coop, call back tomorrow. Love you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys. That's true. He did wow. say that. Wow. Oh. Holy cow. Amazing. <laughs> I love oh it. My God. <laughs> and by the way, apparently, Wait, check out your phones. He just added Mike Conley during the conversation. Oh, so he does have his iPad. Like. <laughs> wow. That's what I like. That's okay. what he did want to name. He wanted to name the team because of Josh Giddy. I'm like, Coop, I don't think we can do yeah, that. I just wanted to let you know. He's up on the uh, headlines, that- my son. Oh, I'm crying. Hoskins just oh, goes, he added Mike Conley really fast. But for a split second, what I oh, heard was God. they fired Mike Tomlin. That was a no, 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 no. Oh, my God. He did it. We, we did, in fact, have that father-son conversation last week. Because mm. <laughs> he likes to name his team after a player. Yeah. A player on his yeah. team, right, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, Wembanyama Sayonara is the name of his other team. Name His other league. He's got, he's got Wemby. Oh, Wemby. They beat the Lakers <laughs> on Friday. They crushed them. Uh, Detroit G in Detroit. What You're on the G? Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Detroit what G? Up, G? Hey, what's up, Rich? What's up, everybody? What's, up, what's going hey. on? Hey, man. Hey, Rich. I told you last week. We after that number one seed, man. All somebody got to do is stumble a little bit. If the Lions will get that number one seed. You got to come to full field. And the, the Lions Nation... Eat you up in that dome, in that dome, baby. I'll tell you what. What they what they needed was what they got. How about the rookies? How how do, how does their draft of Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs look on Saturday night? To you, anybody? They, they got so much heat for those two picks, man. But they turned out to be godsend. Well, so, I mean hey, the the one I they really it. got the one they really got heat for was Jack Campbell, well, one of our glue guys out of Iowa. But yep. he's he's terrific too. Yep. Hey, they needed yeah. that. They needed golf to get to get off the schneid, and they needed to start having fun again and partying. And you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown flipping his way in the end zone. That was cool. Oh yeah, that's what they needed. So, hey, hey, like I said, we if somebody slips, I know the 49ers got got the grip on it. But if they slip a little bit, and then we still got to play the Cowboys, and we could that's our destiny. Well, call we back we Cowboys too. Oh yeah, man, I hear you. Put the Lions number one seed. I got it. Thanks for the call, Detroit G. And they got to survive two games against Big Nick Energy. I use that during the game. That's your line. <laughs> TJ's like, use that line. I'm like, I'll use it. I, looked, I said it on the air, and somebody, people on Twitter saying, did Rich Eisen just say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I warned you not to slip when yeah. you say it. I did not. 
Jeff in Detroit here on the hey, Rich Eisen Show. Detroit Jeans muscling in on your territory, Everybody Jeff. from the 313. I know, right? I know, I know. My, my take is a little different. Okay. Two things I want to get at. Um, first of all, let's talk about the Lions, and then I got some U of M information for you. Oh. Uh, as far as the Lions go, I just don't understand how you can go. And, and, and it just it, it scared me. They get beat by the Bears, then the Bears turn around and get beat by the Browns, and then they come in looking like a Super Bowl winning team. They just have problems against running quarterbacks. So hopefully you don't have to break the couch out on me, because uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm loving my team. Everybody's hyped around these parts mm-hmm. about it. But uh, after in the first time against the Bears, we uh, we struggled. Then last week, but we got the W in against the uh, against the Broncos, yep. which I'm very psyched about. Now, you were talking last week. I caught an excerpt where you said somebody needs to put an ankle bracelet on Jim on Harbaugh. Yeah, when he's out here in L.A. for the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I can honestly say this is 100% true. You know, I got people that do do security executive protection up at U of M, Ann Arbor for the coach and everybody else. So mm-hmm. you know, word trickles down a little bit. From my understanding. Two clandestine-type individuals came to have, like, private meetings with the coach for some reason or another. Now, I'm not speculating, but I'm thinking that people are starting to put their fillers out to see what coach is going to feel like because if he wins a national championship and all of these positions are opening, and the only thing that everybody says about Coach Harbaugh, he's a great guy to play with. He's a player's coach, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. That he stays at you. I don't know, Jeff. I don't. I don't. I don't think the the outcome of the next two weeks has anything to, or two games, if they are fortunate to play two more games, has anything to do with it. We'll see. But thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I, I have no idea. But those are for future uh, future uh, future days. Big game tonight. Eagles have to have it. Seahawks need it. I mean, if the Eagles they lose, if the it, Eagles man. lose, they still have ten wins. And the opportunity um, to win the division, the one seed, I think, goes bye-bye. So if they have an, uh, wanting to be a, a one seed, they got to win this game tonight. And But the Seahawks need it more. I mean, th- this thing is falling apart. Once upon a time, 6-3, and three, they've lost four in a row. 6-8 and eight, when you've got the Rams at 7-7 seven and seven in front of you and the Rams have swept them. They, they will not make the playoffs if they lose tonight. I believe it. Battle of the birds. I mean, I believe it. Well done, Mike. You know, this is a nine and eight possibility if they lose. I mean, uh, you have to s- figure that this would be a tough playoff to make if you're once upon a time six and three, and then it's six and eight. You know, and the Seattle Seahawks have some winnable games after that, I guess. You know, at Tennessee, home for uh, home for Pittsburgh, and then at Arizona. So they can make it, but they got to have it tonight. But the Eagles, you know, going to the the man with the pencil behind the ear, suddenly calling the defense. Matt Patricia's calling defensive plays out of the blue in Week 15. That's big. We'll see if Hertz can actually play healthy. You know, when he's sick. I don't know if he's going to be out there. We'll have to see it. I mean, this is on tonight. Yeah, good game. And we'll discuss it at length tomorrow. Overreaction Monday coming up shortly on your podcast. Eargates and Viewgates back on the Roku channel in a moment.